With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome back to My New Bowl. This is Cuppy Cup and only Cuppy Cup. I am here uh, by myself at 2 a.m. No one else could make the recording. So I think what I'll do is just kind of a, a rundown of things that have been happening since the last time we recorded, uh, which was early last week. We took off on Thursday for uh, July 4th, and then Friday we had a basketball show. Um, so we've, we've missed some news. First, I, I want to start with a correction, and I think a good name for our correction segment and we do, we do need a segment because these are going to happen all the time, uh, is well actually, well actually. Uh, maybe that's not a good name for radio, but it looks good in print. Um, anyway, uh, so Lucas said last week when we talked about Terry Bradshaw, uh, he said that Texas and LSU were playing in week one, and we actually went on to make fun of Terry Bradshaw quite a bit, which is kind of our new thing, um, based on our trust of Lucas's information. Turns out Terry Bradshaw was right. And uh, thank you, Blue Knight 2K, for pointing that out. Jumping over to the news front, the bull cast, the minute bull, good bull hunting, we would like to congratulate Alex Caruso for re-signing with the LA Lakers. So Alex is going to continue to play uh, in L.A. with LeBron James. He signed a, a two-year deal for $5.5 million, according to Waj, who, uh, well, he reports everything that happens in the NBA. Alex, of course, was a, a fan favorite at Texas A&M. And uh, you, you may not know this. You, you might not realize uh, this little tidbit of information uh, something that you've probably never heard before. Alex Caruso was a ball boy. All right, next up on this kind of Monday rundown that I'm doing here. Um, again, flying solo, so uh, feel free to at anybody else who's been on these shows to encourage them to join me so that this doesn't seem quite as much like a descent into madness. All right. Next up, this is kind of a, uh, a feel-good episode. A lot of congratulations and kudos to go around. Um, so congrats to the U.S. women's national soccer team, who is um, undoubtedly most of the women are listening to this episode. So we just want to say from us to you that uh, we are proud of you. Uh, the women beat the Dutch 2-0, to zero, and then... I believe the men went on to lose to Mexico in the Gold Cup final on Sunday night. So that was disappointing. Um, but it made for great Twitter fodder because now 
everyone can fight about pay for the next few years. As an auxiliary congratulations, I'd like to congratulate the Bleacher Report graphics team who put together an illustration of the world champion U.S. women's national team with (laughs) U.S. pop culture figures in the background. So it's Megan Rapinoe and Alex Morgan in the foreground. We have all kinds of interesting people in the background, uh, including the entire cast of Friends. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Ellen, Jay-Z and Beyonce, Iron Man in in the Iron Man costume. It's not Robert Downey Jr. Um, The best is probably Tom Cruise in character as Maverick in Top Gun. It's ridiculous, and I thought that Bleacher Report made it ridiculous on purpose, and it was funny, so I, I appreciated it. They've since deleted the tweet, which makes me think that um, maybe it wasn't intentionally designed as a joke, which is disappointing. Um, And Guy Fieri was not in the image, so um, what the hell? I mean, that's a—he's an obvious addition to any uh, collage of American pop culture icons. I was really excited about the next topic, uh, but I think it's fake. So Michigan quarterback Shea Patterson reportedly tweeted from his own account, Patterson is going to be the best QB in the conference. Fields hasn't even played a snap yet. That kid's so overrated. Shea would have won the Heisman last season if Harbaugh had let him call the plays. So that is juicy. So everyone was kind of talking about this tweet pointing out that this was probably Shea Patterson trying to tweet from a burner account, uh, so not from his official account, to make a defense of himself, which is like a really popular uh, or a pretty common thing on Twitter. Who else has done that? Kevin Durant, maybe? I I can't remember who the famous people are who do this. Uh, Lots of politicians do this kind of thing. I think maybe Piers Morgan has been caught doing this. So this was going to be really juicy because he was making fun of Fields, who transferred into Ohio State, the rival school, and also his own coach, Harbaugh. Uh, So this would have been a a fun thing to discuss. But uh, the account that tweeted this out saying that it was a deleted tweet is College Football Quotes, and apparently they've been caught in the past fabricating tweets and doing similar things. Um So anyway, it's kind of a bummer, but it looks like this is fake. And uh, Shea Patterson said it's fake. So there's a non-story for you. All right, I don't have too much else. Uh, The Haynes King has not made a decision yet, but there may be one this week. And if there's not one this week, then I'll probably be back to say that there may be one next week. Um, Last I saw on Texags, the... uh, the pundits over there were predicting Haynes King, uh, still a favorite to commit to Texas A&M by a slim margin over Tennessee. So we will have to see how that all shakes out. Speaking of Texags, I would like to offer my thoughts and prayers to the Patriots at the Politics Board, 
who were rooting against the U.S. women's national team. Sorry about that, fellas. And finally, my last topic is a callback to our mailbag from last, I guess it was Wednesday. Uh, we addressed a question from Johnny Caradio 5 I believe, who asked us about the best direct-to-video movies, and we tabled that discussion until we could figure out what were some of those movies, so I'm just going to briefly address this. I don't remember if it got edited out, but I talked about Snowpiercer, um, which it turns out is direct to video technically. Um, so that was a that was a good movie. I don't I don't know that it was perfect, but it was it was damn entertaining. Uh, so Snowpiercer, the movie, kind of a post apocalyptic world where they're traveling on a train. A good thing to watch uh, around midnight. Uh, some other direct to video. Movies that stood out to me. Uh, so Disney's done a bunch of these things. So they do, you know, sequels to all of their popular animated films. Oh, uh, thoughts and prayers to the Texags Politics Board for the casting of Ariel in the live-action movie. I hope y'all are having a good Monday. All right, moving on. Uh, there are a lot of, like, Lion King sequels and Pocahontas sequels and so on. Uh, so one that I know I've seen is Lion King 3, direct-to-video, that's a good movie. Uh, Tremors 2, obviously Tremors is one of the greatest movies of all time, but Tremors 2 is, is pretty good as well, that was direct-to-video. Check out Tremors 2, you could do a double feature, Lion King 3, Tremors 2, family movie night. But finally... The number one direct-to-video movie that I found on a list of such movies, without a doubt, Puppet Master. This used to air on, I don't know, it was either Cinemax or Showtime, constantly, after hours. Puppet Master is incredible. Blade, one of my favorite doll movie characters of all time. That's Blade in Puppet Master. They made like a hundred Puppet Master movies after that. Uh, the first four or so were pretty good. You might want to hit up Brandon Wayne Nerdy, friend of the show, who now is like the marketing director for Fangoria, uh, if you need more information on Puppet Master. His Twitter handle is actually Brandon. Brandon, if you're listening, hello. And Stranger Things 3 is out. Um, I never finished the first season. I don't know if I finished the first episode of the first season. My my wife and I were going to watch it together. I had to go do something, and then she binge-watched the whole season, uh, and I never got back to it. But anyway, she's watching season three. I think that's all I have for, for this episode. Um, we'll probably be back a few times this week. Uh, my schedule is a little bit crazy, so I don't know that it will be every day, but... As always, thank you for listening, subscribing, um, telling uh, your puppeteering friends about the show, anyone who you think might be interested in listening, and we will see you next time, hopefully, with a larger cast. Take care now.